Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXP and today is the 9th of June 2022. Today is the last working day for Blockchain DXP because the Crypto and Coffee podcast is only from Monday to Thursdays and Fridays. We have a podcast dedicated only to Metaverse which is called as Metaverse Everything. Now not much is going on in the world of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. The market is still down. In fact, I just looked at it that the market has gone down since the last 24 hours and the global crypto market is down to 1.24 trillion dollars remember almost nine months to probably 12 months or literally a year ago the market cap of only bitcoin was around 1.60 trillion dollars but today the global crypto market is down to 1.24 trillion dollars so stable coins is definitely the big news of the day and central bank digital currencies which technically is also stable coins that is what we are going to be talking about today we would look at the market cap of stable coins and the 24 volume of stable coins which has been dominating the cryptocurrency sector now i remember last year talking about andrew bailey who's the governor of the bank of england now he had very negative sentiments on Bitcoin but was very keen on stablecoins. Now you would wonder why does Andrew Bailey matter? Now remember guys when Satoshi Nakamoto made the very first transaction he did post a cryptic message. Well technically it wasn't cryptic uh, but the message was that the Times 3rd June 2009 Chancellor on the brink of second bailout for banks. So the entire message was to the Chancellor and the Bank of England. Since then the Chancellor has changed and the Bank the governor of the Bank of England have changed as well. Andrew Bailey has just been the governor for the Bank of England since I believe late of 2020. Alistair Darling was the chancellor when Satoshi Nakamoto released the white paper. So today's news we will talk all about stable coins and today Bank of International Settlements has also released a report. Now this is a really good report which talks about permissionless blockchain and it also talks about new protocols that offer some of the benefits that permissionless blockchains do not offer that is scalability but they are definitely more centralized and another report which has been released earlier today is from a left-wing state that is new york and the new york department of financial services has given guidance on dollar-backed stable coins so definitely a lot of news around stable coins and later on today we'll also talk about two great partnerships again both the news is about stablecoin the first one is about checkout.com and they have incorporated usdc and circle which is the company that manages usdc has also partnered with polygon so we will be talking about that in detail later on regarding uae i have two news as well the first news is about crypto oasis and crypto oasis has selected roland berger as its global strategic partner so we will discuss why partnerships are a great thing and it attracts venture capital and funds and safeguards investors. We will discuss why these associations that manage blockchain or blockchain associations are a good thing and they are also not a good thing because what happens is they end up creating standard operating procedures, they set guidelines and we'll briefly discuss why that is not a good thing when you talk about Bitcoin, open source, blockchain which essentially is peer-to-peer. The next news that we'll talk about is Zila Pay from UAE. Now, Zila Pay joins Visa's FinTech FastTag program. When I looked at Zila Pay, I could not get much information. Even the website does not provide much information about its founders and how they are going to work. 
but they do have a social media post that talks about their advisor, and it's Lindsay Lohan, who's the actress and activist. So we'll discuss about Zilapi as well. So welcome everyone, it's 8am, you're in Dubai and you're listening to Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and lately Metaverse as well. How the series of episodes under Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news and occasionally short and sweet news as well. News that has an impact in the crypto world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. This will be followed by Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions from the crypto world. Now remember, every Fridays at 8 a.m. Gulf Standard Time, we have an episode called Metaverse Everything where we solely focus on Metaverse. So check out those episodes as well. The format for Metaverse Everything podcast is completely different and I also publish a weekly report so you can also check these via my LinkedIn profile. My LinkedIn profile is mentioned in the show notes. Alternatively, you can also read the report on Medium page and search for Blockchain DXP. So let's get started with today's episode. So welcome everyone. Today is the 9th of June 2022 and it's a Thursday, the last working day for Blockchain DXP regarding Bitcoin and Blockchain. The global crypto market is down by 2.13% and is currently at $1.24 trillion. The total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours is $73.12 billion. So since the last 24 hours, the entire crypto market volume has gone down by 20.82%. The volume of DeFi once again has down and is down to $7.88 billion. DeFi accounts for 10.78% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. The volume of stable coins is down to $63.21 billion. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking quite a lot about stable coins. And stable coin accounts for 86.45% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. So the entire global crypto market is usually dominated only by stable coins. And this just sets the foothold for central bank digital currencies to transition and why that might not necessarily be a good thing and how does that compare with let's say bitcoin and open blockchain and cryptocurrency platforms now talking about the price the king of all kings bitcoin bitcoin is currently at thirty thousand two hundred and fourteen dollars and since the last 24 hours it is down by 3.02 percent and since the last seven days it is marginally up by 1.40 percent Ethereum is also down and it is below the $1,800 mark. As of today, 9th of June, the price of Ethereum is $1,793. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by minus 1.13%. And similarly, since the last 7 days, it is down by minus 1.59%. Binance Coin is also down to $288. Now, surprisingly, I was hoping that the Binance coin would fall down much below that because yesterday we talked about how the SEC is investigating Binance coin. So the price of Binance coin is relatively stable considering the fact that they received some terrible news. And since the last 24 hours, it is only down by minus 0.58%. And since the last 7 days, it is down by minus 3.96%. So let's kickstart today's episode where we're going to talk about stable coins. Now stable coins 
has been dominating the cryptocurrency market since a very long time. Now, I do remember when El Salvador made Bitcoin a legal tender. Officially, it was converted into a legal tender. I believe that was somewhere around uh, the 9th or 10th of September. On that particular day, the entire cryptocurrency market went down and the volume of stable coins was well over $184 billion. Out of that $184 billion, roughly $164 billion was only USDT, which is by the USDT. Now, fast forward to today, that hasn't changed. Over 86% of the 24-hour trading volume is by stable coins. Now, one thing what I worry is that because the volume of stable coins is so high, could this set the stage for central bank digital currencies? And would it make it easier for CBDCs to transition from traditional form of exchange, that is cash, to digital? And central bank digital currencies are stable coins. One thing to note is that CBDCs have the compatibility to include smart contract functionality as well. And it will become so much more easier to onboard central bank digital currencies by the government. Could this threaten Bitcoin, open source and freedom? I'm not sure. Richard Turing, who's one of the OGs of central bank digital currencies, I would highly recommend you guys to listen to his podcast with Bankless. So go to YouTube, type in Bankless, Richard Turing, where they talk about central bank digital currencies in China. Absolutely critical and very, very important. Please follow him on LinkedIn as well. Every day he publishes a report only about central bank digital currencies. So I think he's definitely the OG when he talks about central bank digital currencies. And I believe he lives in China and he has a brilliant book called As Cashless. Most of his posts talks everything about central bank digital currencies. And earlier today, he also posted an article where the Bank of International Settlement has released a new bulletin. So essentially, the report that the Bank of International Settlement has released talks about scalability and fragmentation of crypto. The report is called as Blockchain Scalability and the Fragmentation of Crypto. And it has some really interesting takes. And most likely, CBDCs is on its way sooner than anticipated. Now, what I really liked about this report is they talk some interesting points such as the benefits and drawbacks of permissionless blockchain, that is Bitcoin. It talks about scalability issues. It also talks about the user experience. And in that report, it also talks about newer blockchain, that is Solana and uh, certain hints towards EOS and also Algorand and how they do promise a higher capacity, but they compromise on centralization. So lack of scalability is also discussed. We also talk about lack of interoperability, which is so critical when you talk about 2022. So definitely worth reading through it. But I must warn you guys that the entire report is 56 pages long, but an absolute must. Now you can find that report on the Bank of International Settlement website. Alternatively, you can also follow me on LinkedIn and I posted the official link. Along with Bank of International Settlement, the New York State Department of Financial Services, which is a complete left-wing state, who generally has very negative attitude and approach towards Bitcoin mining and stable currencies. But what they have done is they have released a new guidance for dollar-backed stable coins. So it's a really interesting article where they talk about how certain stable coins in the near future, if it is approved, needs to be backed and how it could be redeemed. So essentially, they focus on three points, that is, backing and redeemability, the reserve requirements, and more importantly, independent audits. 
reason I like this particular article is because if you were to look at Tether USDT, which accounts for 90% of the trading volume, not just of stable coins, but all global cryptocurrency market, they do not have an audit. They have an independent audit, which is located, I believe, somewhere in Cayman Islands. And the audit that they do is absolutely ludicrous. I remember the first audit that they did was literally one page and it just had a pie diagram which showed the reserves that they had. So Tether USDT, I'm hoping it doesn't turn out to be a black swan event, not just for stable coins, but for the entire cryptocurrency market. We at Blockchain DXP, what we envision is a future like this. In the near future or in the next couple of months, decades, Bitcoin will move to a store of value. Ethereum and maybe another blockchain protocol will be a store of value and medium of exchange. When you talk about medium of exchange, that could be used, uh, let's say, for day-to-day -day transactions or for paying for gas or fees for smart contracts. That's where we think other blockchain protocols will also be used and central bank digital currencies and stable coins such as a Tether USDT, USDC and any other new upcoming stable coins, maybe even algorithmically backed stable coins that may be used as a medium of exchange. Now moving on to two partnership news about stable coins. The first one is Checkout.com. Now Checkout.com has revealed that merchants can now accept payments in USDC. Now USDC is also a stable coin. Now personally, uh, of all the stable coins, I kind of like what USDC is because uh, it is managed by Circle and Coinbase and they have a consortium. They're definitely much more open source in comparison to, let's say, Tether USDT, but the volume is extremely, extremely low. So it looks like cryptocurrency is definitely going mainstream. The article is published via Bitcoin.com. And in that article, it mentions that Checkout.com's new stable coin settlement service is through a partnership with a firm called Fireblocks. Uh, so essentially, Checkout.com is partnering with Fireblocks.com. In order to get liquidity 24 by 7, 365 days a year, they have a settlement solution which is done by another company called Transact. Now, this is something which uh, personally I'm not in favor of. Listen, Bitcoin was created so that transactions are peer-to-peer. -peer. So ideally, it should be the customer who directly pays to Checkout.com that's the end of the story. That is the true meaning of peer-to-peer. -peer. But in this case, Checkout.com has partnered with Fireblocks, which is another entity, and they are partnered with Transact. And again, goes back to the very second line of Bitcoin white paper. The main benefits are lost if a trusted third party is still required to prevent double spending. In hindsight, this is definitely positive news because it does give customers options to make different payments. But for companies, they still need to go back to the basics and try to look at ways where the transactions are only peer-to-peer. -peer. This is what I think Lightning Network kicks in. So rather than having Fireblocks or Transact, what Checkout.com could have done is they could have incorporated maybe Lightning Network that is completely peer-to-peer -peer and it offers all the security and benefits of Bitcoin. But the problem is Lightning Network only works currently with Bitcoin. But uh, there, there is a company, I'm not sure what the name is, they're trying to incorporate the same principles of Lightning Network to other cryptocurrencies as well. And I'm not sure if they do that for stable coins as well. And this was advertised, Bitcoin Miami conference earlier this year. 
The next news is also a partnership with Circle. The Circle has just announced that the stablecoin USDC is now supported by Polygon Network. So the Circle CEO and co-founder Jeremy Allaur announced the news via Twitter. And in the official blog of Circle, they have given an explanation as to why they have gone ahead and done this partnership. Now, what this would mean is that businesses can now easily accept payments from one of the largest user bases in the so-called Web3 world, and it makes payment absolutely easier with Polygon. So it becomes much more easier using Polygon and the on and off ramp to fiat currencies as desired. So definitely a great news. And more importantly, at the end of the day, it's the customers who are given with different options to go ahead and make payments. Now moving on to two news about UAE. So the first news is about Crypto Oasis that selects Roland Berger as its global strategic partner. Now we've covered Crypto Oasis several times in the past. Just last month, we talked about Crypto Oasis where they overachieved the target in a relatively short period of time. They wanted to have 1,000 blockchain projects by the end of the year, but they managed to do it six to eight months before the deadline. So definitely a great thing. Now, Crypto Oasis website is CryptoOasis.ae and it is a MENA-focused blockchain ecosystem that has joined forces with investors and collectors, startups and projects, corporates, governments and associations, science and research and service providers. So the news is that Crypto Oasis has selected Roland Berger as its global strategic partner. Roland Berger was founded in 1967. It is an independent company solely owned by their partners. So the partners are responsible for overall corporate performance and business success. And it is the only leading global consultancy firm with non-Anglo-Saxon roots, German by origin, European by nature and globally by ambition, including a strong footprint in Asia and other geographies where they feel they can truly make an impact. So the whole notion of think global act locally is definitely being preached and practiced by Roland Berger and they have 50 years of continuous growth behind them and 2,400 employees working in 35 different countries. So they're definitely one of the leading players in the global top management consulting firm. The UAE-based Crypto Oasis, a cryptocurrency venture capitalist and the epicenter of a blockchain ecosystem, has partnered with Roland Berger and they have named them as the global strategic partner. Crypto Oasis expects to enhance its position as a value-adding ecosystem. Ralph Glapshing, who is the co-founder of Crypto Oasis, has said that they are aiming to be one of the leading blockchain ecosystems in the world. Our ecosystem members will have access to Roland Berger's world-class management consultancy that will support them as they embrace the opportunities to transform their business and utilize blockchain solutions. This is definitely great, but the thing that I worry about is, could this also lead to strong centralized decision-making? either by Crypto Oasis or by Roland Berger. Are they in a position to set operational standards with the whole ESG moments? If they have political affiliations, will they be in a position to set strong SOPs or standard operating procedures that blockchain protocols have to start? And this is something which I find a little bit worrisome. And it's always idle to look at the pillars of open blockchain. That is, Bitcoin and open blockchain needs to be completely peer-to-peer. It has to be open source. It has to be publicly verifiable. It needs to be neutral. It needs to be borderless. It needs to be uh, censorship resistant. It needs to be permissionless. 
Those are the only fundamentals that blockchain startups and cryptocurrency startups need to focus upon. But having a crypto oasis where there is access to different blockchain startups is also a brilliant thing. And it does help blockchain startups get relevant fundings, maybe have uh, some kind of a, a union, a meetup, a gathering and get to know other products much, much better. So based on the news, what I've identified, and this is via a website called Consultancy hyphen me.com that in this partnership Roland Burgess role will be more of a knowledge partner and they because they have strong presence among governments and corporations it will help crypto oasis develop meaningful connections with them and crypto oasis picked Roland Berger for the collaboration so Roland Berger's leading position in the cryptocurrency landscape one of the first top tier strategy consulting firms and explore the myriad of opportunities so the partnership it's definitely great and it helps getting funding from venture capitals and hedge funds and even investors feel a little bit secure when you have two giants forming some kind of partnership. This all is great but it's extremely important that you do not set any standard operating procedures or guidelines for let's say blockchain, NFTs, even metaverse or any cryptocurrency startups that they have to follow. So it is ideal that everyone follows the pillars of open blockchain and let the growth be completely organic. The next news that I'd like to talk about is Zila Pay. And Zila Pay joins Visa's FinTech FastTag program. So Zila Pay's website is Zila, that is Z, E for Elephant, L for Larry, A for Alpha, A for Alpha, P for Peter, A for Alpha, Y for Yellow, dot AE. Zila Pay is a consumer-driven leading FinTech firm, and it is built on the Tron blockchain. So the Zilapay's goal is to empower decentralized, hassle-free and seamless transactions in the Middle East. And the ambition is taking the Middle East to the next level using Zilapay. And the advisors, which are only managed to find via the website, I could not get much information about the project as such, is Lindsay Lohan. And it's a great thing to promote her name because she's an actress and she's quite well known. And she's an activist as well. The other professional advisor is Abby Zulali who I believe is the CEO of Soft Mogul and Draper University alumni. So the mission of ZilaPay is to penetrate into the existing ecosystems of payment and establish ZilaPay AE as a key dominant player for enabling crypto asset payments for B2C and B2B classes in the Middle East. So it'll be really interesting to see how this entire thing plays out as ZilaPay joins Visa's FinTech Fast Track program. And this will definitely speed up the process of integrating with Visa. The Visa FinTech FastTag program will allow to more easily leverage the reach, capabilities, and security of VisaNet, the company's global payment network, and will also introduce a cryptocurrency-backed payment credential in the UAE and wider CEMEA region. So ZilaPay, through Visa's FinTech FastTag program, will now have the ability to access Visa's growing partner network and experts who can provide guidance in helping them get up and running in the most efficient way possible. So Sahil Arora, who is the CEO and founder of ZilaPay, has said, I have dreamt of making ZilaPay a pioneering fintech startup in the UAE and one of the first movers towards providing alternative finance solutions to the end consumer in the region. By joining Visa's FastTag program, this will now be possible and our demographic reach will be limitless as we strive to push for adoption and further utility of payments through cryptocurrencies. 
could Zilla Pay have focused only on Lightning Network? But again, they are built on Tron blockchain network. So Lightning Network most probably won't work with Zilla Pay. Or they could have also focused on, let's say, Polygon. If Zilla Pay was built on Ethereum, they can also maybe create their own API for merchants and retailers to use. Now, Binance Pay does something similar. So maybe Zilla Pay need to just look at what Binance Pay is doing and then incorporate that with the Visa's FastTag program. So that's all for today guys on the Crypto and Coffee Update from Blockchain DXB. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. You can also check out my website that is www.blockchaindxb.com. You can also check out my other website that is area2071.com which talks everything about Metaverse. If you like listening to this, please follow this podcast, click on the follow button and share the word across. Now for the next 30 minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse as well. So let's kickstart Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXP and you're listening to the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. Now remember, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Crypto and Coffee at 8 where we talk about the top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And how this series of episodes in the Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is we usually cover some top news and information from the cryptocurrency world. And this is followed by two news and information related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world. Now I have a first question by Akhil who asks, when is UAE planning to launch digital coin? Now Akhil, UAE is planning to launch central bank digital currency, not a digital coin, because a digital coin is something completely different. And in the past, UAE did have a fraudulent coin called as Dubai coin or Dubai Gulf coin or something, which was a complete fraud. And people did lose, uh, I think the cumulative loss was well over $4 million. So that is not what UAE is planning to launch. But the UAE is planning to launch is a central bank digital currencies and roughly around a year ago maybe nine months ago Akhil, UAE did publish an official release and this was done by the Emirates uh, media agency also called as VAM.AE but they retracted that news so in that news Akhil, they'd actually mentioned that because of the UAE's 2030 strategy the UAE government is planning to introduce central bank digital currencies but they retracted the news now, one thing for sure is that UAE will definitely be launching CBDCs or central bank digital currencies. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens by 2023 or latest by uh, the last quarter of 2023. And things do tend to work a lot faster in UAE. So they are definitely going to kick in central bank digital currencies. Now, Akhil, from next month onwards, what I'm going to be doing is Every week, I'm going to be having a session on different topics. So first week, it's going to be, let's say, on Metaverse. The second or third week is going to be on Central Bank Digital Currency. So in that particular episode, I'm going to be discussing what is the current status of UAE's role in Central Bank Digital Currencies. And I'm also going to be comparing how Central Bank Digital Currencies affects 
our, our freedom. And we'll also compare it with Bitcoin in terms of what is the key difference between Bitcoin, open source blockchain platform and central bank digital currencies. So keep an eye out on my website or you can also go to eventbrite.com and type in blockchain DXP. So I tend to have this event called as central bank digital currencies, the basics, threats to freedom and central bank digital currencies role in the metaverse. I have another question by Amin who asks, which blockchain protocol will dominate? Now, uh, I mean, this is a very generic statement. Now, since 2016, Ethereum beyond Bitcoin is the only blockchain protocol with smart contract functionality. Now, since Ethereum, there have been many Ethereum killers. Now, I remember back in 2017 and 18, there was this massive talk about EOS. Now, EOS is a project by Dan Larimore. And people are calling Dan Larimore the smartest person in the cryptocurrency world. And he's probably much smarter than Satoshi Nakamoto. So there was a lot, a lot of hype behind EOS. The hype was much more than the hype that you currently see in Solana and Algorand combined. Now, a lot of them used to call Dan Larimore as the smartest person in the cryptocurrency world. But Fluffy Pony from Monero, he often called Dan Larimore as a scammer and he often said that EOS is Dan Larimore's fourth scam. And to be honest, that's exactly what it turned out to be. EOS is completely dead and most likely projects like Solana and Algorand, maybe even Cardano could be on the same path. And to answer your question, I mean, I definitely think Ethereum will most likely be the only blockchain protocol beyond Bitcoin that will dominate. Now, they do have smart contract functionality. Now, personally, I don't see use case of smart contracts and blockchain protocols beyond Bitcoin. This whole notion that uh, things could work peer-to-peer -peer in theory sounds great, but it definitely will not work. But that being said, I mean, Ethereum in terms of market cap will definitely overtake Bitcoin. Another thing that you may want to keep an eye on is Polygon. Polygon is a second layer solution that's called that solves scalability issue of Ethereum. This is extremely, extremely strong and they do have a lot of strong partnership. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about how Facebook and Instagram has partnered with Polygon and using Polygon network users on Instagram, I think it's only for influencers, are able to display NFTs. So brilliant use case. In today's episode, I talked about USDC, which has partnered with Polygon again. And with that help, merchants will be able to set up the system where you can easily pay using stablecoins so polygon is extremely extremely strong now polygon can be utilized on other blockchain protocols as well so it can be used let's say for ethereum it can be used for eos it can be used for solana and quite a lot of different protocols now what i would recommend you to do is i mean bankless has a brilliant episode with the vitalik butrin where they talk about the five stages of ethereum so essentially it's the merge the surge the verge the purge and the splurge now, all of these five stages are going to take place simultaneously and that's when ethereum moves to the next and the final state that is called as ethereum consensus layer or it used to be called as ethereum 2.0 but they have scrapped that name and it's just going to be ethereum consensus layer if you do want to find out more information vitalik butrin has a brilliant website I call it vitalic.ca, which I believe is his personal take on what's going on in the cryptocurrency world. So definitely worth uh, going through that website. In fact, I'm just looking at it right now. Bankless has just released another episode literally six hours ago with Vitalik Butrin once again. So I'm definitely going to be listening to that episode just to get a better understanding 
of what the future of Ethereum is. So to answer your question, will which blockchain protocol will dominate? I definitely think it's going to be Ethereum. Well, that's all for today, guys, from the Ask Me Anything series from Blockchain DXP. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info.blockchaindxp.com. You can also check out my website, that is www.blockchaindxp.com. And also check out my other website, that is area2071.com, that talks about metaverse everything. If you like listening to this podcast, please follow this podcast, click on the like button, follow this podcast, and share the word across. And remember, Monday to Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m., we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. And how the series under Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is, we usually cover top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the crypto world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And finally, you're listening to the Ask Me Anything series that we have Monday to Thursdays from 8.30am to 9am Gulf Standard Time. Thanks so much for listening guys and have a great day. Bye-bye.